Hi, I'm Meredith Roden, and I'm the host of the Hatchet's weekly podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It, covering the happenings around Foggy Bottom and GW's campus. I'm here with our reporter and student life editor, Lizzie Mintz, to talk about the story that the Hatchet broke this week about the sorority president of Phi Sigma Sigma. Lizzie, can you break down what happened for us? I received a text message Wednesday evening with a screenshot of a Snapchat photo that appeared to be posted on then-president of Spy Sigma Sigma, Allison Janega's Snapchat account. Now, I can't speak any further to the content of the text message that I got or who sent me the message, as that would uh, reveal the identity of the person who shared the photo with me. First, can you briefly describe exactly what the photo was depicting and also do we know anything about the timing of when the photo was taken? The photograph appeared to be taken in front of a plantation gift shop with a caption with quotation marks around it, I wonder if they sell slaves. We don't know for sure if Janega posted it, just that it appeared on her Snapchat with her name on it. So we have reached out to Janega for comment over phone calls and emails. She has not responded to any requests for comment. And when we reached out to Phi Sigma Sigma's national headquarters on Wednesday night, they responded to us on Thursday saying that they were made aware of a member's post on social media and that they had been aware of the incident since the summer. And can you talk about the reaction from the student body, from the university, in the aftermath? So we also reached out to the university for their response on it. Uh, President LeBlanc immediately responded back to us on Thursday saying that the university had been made aware of the of the post on Wednesday night and that the university was taking steps to address the photo and take next steps with the sorority. However, when we sent uh, follow-up questions for the university, we were told by a university spokesperson that the university would be making no further comments on the incident that occurred. And what do we know as far as reaction from the student body itself? As far as the reaction from the student body, um, SA President SJ Matthews and Executive Vice President Amy Martin came out with a post condemning uh, Janega's um, picture, saying that it didn't align with the values of the university, and Various other student groups, like the Feminist Student Union, have also released information condemning the post. The Panhellenic Association made a comment, as well as Phi Sigma Sigma posted a note on their Instagram account saying that Janega's comments did not represent the chapter as a whole. And our editor-in-chief, Sarah Roach, spoke with S.J. Matthews and Amy Martin. Here's a clip of what they had to say. 
Yeah. Um, I think that every member of this community should be taking it equally seriously mm-hmm. and have like a hand and a stake in it. And I don't think anybody should be exempt from being part of the like solution. solution. Um, I think it's everyone's responsibility to step up right now and to be willing to engage in hard conversations and to work to better GW. Particularly, you know, people who were part of part of the solution two years ago mm-hmm. and can maybe provide insight into what did work and maybe what didn't and why this happen is happening again. So since then the president of Phi Sigma Sigma has resigned. What were the terms of her resignation? What did she say? So we obtained a copy of the email that she sent out Friday afternoon saying that she uh, planned to step down from her position. Now, the email apologized for the result of what has happened with this photo. Janega said that she had never wanted to put the chapter in this type of position and she announced she also announced that the reason why she did not reach out to the sisters as a whole before was because she wanted to be able to speak to them in person i've reached out to i've reached out to each woman in phi sigma sigma at least five of the women have confirmed to me that they've started the disaffiliation process. It does oftentimes take a couple of days for the process to go through. So these women have confirmed for me that they've sent that initial email saying that they're going to disaffiliate and have started the paperwork that's involved. And at least six women have confirmed for me that they're highly considering disaffiliating, but one of the major factors in their decision is that they currently live in the sororities on campus townhouse, which means if they choose to disaffiliate, they will be without housing. So why have they been telling you that disaffiliating is a step they're considering? These women have said that the way that their GW advisors and the international headquarters have handled the situation was really shocking to them. Thanks, Lizzie, for breaking this down for us. Thanks so much for having me. And now looking forward, I sat down with undergraduate Colombian College Senator Andre Gonzalez and Chairman Pro Tempor to talk about what the next steps are. Can you tell me how you found out about this post in the first place and kind of what your immediate reaction was? Yeah, I mean, so I was I was getting dinner, getting ready to go to a student association uh, event. Uh, and so was just eating there, sitting there, and I saw an article from The Hatchet pop up. And uh, at first glance, I was like, wait, why is this thing from 2017 popping up in my feed again? Like, this is from two years ago. Then I realized that this was a separate event. My gut reaction was, haven't we been here before? You know, this is this is a direct repeat of something that really uh, rattled our campus, uh, you know, 18 months ago. And uh, now I think it's incumbent upon student leaders to 
uh, really take the charge and make sure that we are doing everything that we can to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, and when you when you shared your thoughts on Facebook, uh, it was kind of about how people should be reacting. Can you compare, since you were on campus back then when the Alpha Phi racist Snapchat incident happened, can you compare the reaction now to the reaction back then? So back when that happened, I was, I was a freshman, uh, and that was... I think I was a freshman, uh, but anyways, the the immediate gut reaction was, how could this be happening on our campus? I mean, it was something so just wrong. Uh, and so this time around, I, there was a similar reaction, but as I was speaking with students, I heard a lot of, well, the precedent's already been set, that nothing's going to be done. And again, I find that unacceptable. You know, the, we need to hold our students, we need to hold our student organizations, and we need to hold ourselves to a high standard because this is not the campus community that we should be fostering. And going going forward, like, how do you think we can move forward? What do you think the Student Association should be doing? What do you think the university should be doing? So right now, the Student Association, we are focused on providing resources and support to students who have been affected by this. I think it's important for us to stand uh, side by side, hand in hand, uh, against these acts. And so that is that is our main focus right now. I will be meeting with senators to look at the path forward and try to figure things out. But right now, our main focus needs to be to be a support system for the student body and to make sure that we are addressing student needs and student demands. Back uh, when the Alpha Phi incident happened, there were a list of of items of action items that the student association put forward to work with the administration to help ensure that this never happened again. Obviously, those did not go far enough. So we need to look at what needs to be done in order to ensure that we are creating a systemic change so that this does not happen. And let me be really, really clear. The fact that this student is still uh, holding on to their their leadership position within the sorority, the fact that student leaders are still... Oh, sorry, they, the student uh, resigned. Did from the their... student resign? Yes. So you were at your job. You I didn't was, know. I was at work. Okay, yeah. that's, that's very You didn't know. know. You didn't yeah. know. Yeah, so the student actually okay. has resigned. So do you think um, that goes far enough, or do you think who should be making that call? You know, I think that as we're moving forward, students are going to be, we're going to have to decide that as a campus community, Right. Uh, obviously, it's great that this student is, is resigned, and it's great that we, we are taking these steps. However, again, it is not far enough. We need to figure out, we need to come together as a campus community, and the Student Association needs to have a really, really uh, deliberate conversation about the path forward. And having that conversation, you posted that you are inviting students affected by this to your office hours mm-hmm. uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So how do you hope that that can help? What conversations are you hoping to have with students? Well, I think that it's important to offer a space for students to sit with, you know, elected members of the Senate, but also with people who can sit down with them and have a genuine conversation. I think that's something that we have been missing within the Student Association, if I can be quite frank. And so offering that space, both as a student leader, but also as someone who deeply cares about this campus community and deeply uh, wants to ensure that our students of color and other uh, members of uh, historically disenfranchised communities can have somewhere to go to and speak with their student leaders so that we can find a path forward. And in your post, you also mentioned some student leaders that you felt weren't with the unified message. Mm-hmm. What kind of what did you see that outraged you where student leaders were not on the same page? I think it's partially it's the discussion around, well, a precedent has been set, so nothing's going to be done. Uh, but also, uh, I, I saw a lot of conversation about, was this a racist post? Was this something that warranted a response from the Student Association or warranted response from student leaders? 
let me be really, really clear. The Student Association, number one, we mandate within the Senate, we mandate that every senator uh, and every member of the cabinet needs to attend at least one diversity and inclusion uh, training offered by the university, at least one every semester. Um, on top of that, uh, due to the passage of the second referendum question, if I'm not uh, mistaken, but the second referendum question in the March 2019 Student Association ballot, the Student Association now holds a non-discrimination policy. As as Senate Pro Tempore, I'm committed to ensuring that we are upholding these standards and that we are we are honoring these promises that we've made to the student body through these uh, requirements to attend diversity and inclusion trainings to this non-discrimination policy. I will make sure that we are honoring these because we need to make sure that we have student representatives and student leaders who are there for the entire student body, period. This has all been happening very quickly, but mm -hmm. have you had a chance to talk to students who have been affected by this and who say that this really doesn't make it feel like a safe campus for them? I've had many conversations about this. And this the thing is, is that this is a conversation that has been happening even before the Snapchat post, before this, these, this news broke. This university has a distinct responsibility to do everything possible to make our students of color and to make every single student on this campus feel welcome. This has not just started with this news. This is something that we've been dealing with for years and something that needs to actually be addressed with action, not just words. I guess I would ask whether she whether she realized that in her role as a student leader on this campus, as a leader of a sorority on this campus, what, what did she think was going to happen with this post? You know, this happened over the summer. I don't know how long ago it happened, but the fact that this just broke yesterday, it, it speaks volumes. Thank you so much for coming in to talk to us, Andre. No problem. That's all for this week. Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by Meredith Roten and features culture editor Sydney Lee. This podcast is produced by producer Jacob Fulbag, assistant photo editor Ariel Bader, and podcast host Meredith Roten. Music is produced by Old Studio. Special thanks to Lizzie Mintz, Andre Gonzalez, Amy Martin, and S.J. Matthews.